Hey guys, welcome to the show. Subscribe, rate, and review if you like the show. We hope you've been enjoying it during, the, during this pandemic times. I'm Keith Reza with my one and only sidekick, the one and only Alan Lee, who's yeah. on fire. He's on fire. He went on a nice, lovely rant last episode. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of good feedback on that one. I appreciate that. Yeah. We're going to start this new thing called Alan's Rants. You do. It'll only be 30 seconds. It'll only be 30 seconds. I'm going to give him the light. I'm going to be like, all right, you got If you go overboard, you're getting two flashes. You're like, whoa, don't scare the guests. I really like that. Thank you. Get the all right. Light. Well, we have a, a very interesting guest uh, today, and uh, I, got, I applaud you for getting uh, Eric. Uh, Eric. Oh, yeah. Our guest today, you've seen him. In movies like National Lampoon's Senior Trip, Sergeant Bilko, Blade, The Little Rascals, Candyman, The Beverly Hillbillies, The Great Eric Edwards, Not the Porn Star, The Comedian Actor, Eric Edwards, for the folks at home. Done theater, he teaches... um... And uh, just a really, really top-notch artist. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to him, and I'm excited to hear Alan Lee's rants. Well, you know, it all depends. Sometimes I'm very calm. I'm a calm guy. I don't like I don't like to get upset. You try to upset me, which is not very nice. But, you know, this show business, a lot of teams had one, one part of the team was really mean. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who right now. Jack and Jack, Benny, and uh, what's his name? Oh, you mean, uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, you mean, you mean the black guy? I don't know. Uh, what's his name? It was Jack Benny, like, had like a comic fuel food with somebody. You don't remember that? But like, they were actually friends. But like, in public and stuff, they were shitting on each other. I gotta look, look this up because now you're pissing me off. Oh, it's a trivia question. You threw it right out in, the, in the, right here in the intro, and I got th- other things on my mind. And uh, uh, I'm uh, looking it up right now. Fred Allen. Oh shit, Fred Allen. Damn. Damn. But like they were buddies, but like yeah. in in the in the like press and stuff they shitted on each other like crazy but they were actually good good friends part of an act though i don't think they hated each other really no that's what i'm saying they were actual buddies yeah i think it's funny but like say i was jack benny and you're fred allen right they'd be like asking me on a podcast right they'd be like jack what do you think of fred i'd be like fred's a bastard and then uh, they'd ask me Fred, what do you think of Jack? Well, I I think of Jack or or actually uh, Keith as a, a very very kind person when he feels like it, but once he turns, uh, let's go back to Jack. Jack, Fred said you're pretty kind. Fuck Fred, <laughs> you know, like that's how it was. It was a comic feud. I don't think people understand this. They don't even know who Jack Benny or Fred Allen is. Well, that's not my problem. I'm just giving you an example. I don't know, but you right. need something closer like uh, Kanye. I mean, Kanye. Uh, Kanye West and Pete Davidson. There you go. Right? I'll be Kanye. You be Pete. Why are you sleeping with my wife, son? Me and your wife, who do you think you are? And your wife. Wait, I, Pete Davidson sounds like that? Is he white or black? <laughs> you can get out. You confuse me. I don't, I'm tired of this. I don't like this improv. <laughs> we'll be right back with Eric Edwards. Screw up my career. <laughs> You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. All right. 
So let's just take back that last 30 seconds. Hey, Eric, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good to finally meet you. Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> you know. uh, Eric, this is the trusty sidekick, Alan Lee. Hi, Alan. Hi, Eric. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I got to see your, uh, your friend uh, perform live. Uh, was it two Saturdays ago? The 12th? Oh, you were the there? Finals? Yeah, dude, you did a great job. You're very, very good. I was oh, one of the judges. You. Thank yeah. you. I'm a very, uh, I'm a very sore loser. So like I, I left right after I, you know, and, um, I don't know, but I, I think, I think, uh, I think when you judge contests or whatever, it's very hard because like, you know, I have my theories, but either way I still lost, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I can sometimes be that way too, you know? Yeah. You know, like it's, I remember, I'm not going to, uh, and he's actually became quite a very, you know, quite a good friend, but there was someone that I, I lost one, like a comedy contest to that I thought I was better that day, but he, the, the guy's a phenomenal comic, you know, and, yeah. uh, it just, you know, it's, it's a hard thing. I was actually, I was actually, I mean, you were, you were, you were definitely my top five. You were very, very, very good, very good material. Oh, uh, thank you good stage presence i mean i totally get why like you know norm and in in uh jay and why you've got like a lot of people that really dig you. you're a very good writer you're a really, oh. really good writer and um i'll be very uh I, but actually i the guy that did win uh eric i thought he was he was my he happened to be the one that there was just, just some he just um i felt he just he just he was really on yeah. really on like so and he had like kind of the you two had, I think, the tough. You two had the toughest spots. Well, here's Next my the last theory. guy. You know, well, yeah, but here's my theory because I had Eric's original spot, and then Sally mm -hmm. Mullins, yeah, made him, yeah, fucked it all up, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a second. So I'm going on. You know what I mean? So that's that can, what threw me off. I have, been, dude. I gotta <laughs> tell you something. I've been there where, like, it's it. it you know, and look, that happens. It happens. It yeah. happens. You know, it happens, and you just. Boom. You know, it's, it's, it does sometimes. Um, and look, sometimes you're in that zone where that doesn't matter. Yeah. And then sometimes it does matter. You know, it just, it's, it's just, it, that's what's so people don't understand about stand up comedy is, or any art form. Right. Is that um, sometimes the outside world has no impact on it. Mm hmm. That's true. And and sometimes it does. That's it just, you know, I mean, look, I've I've been in rooms where uh I, I remember this uh I used to date this female comedian insanely funny. One of the funniest women to ever walk the face of. I mean, th she was definitely an artist. Was know? it Sally Mullins? <laughs> no, it's funny. I've I've adored Sally Mullins for for I mean, to this day, she has one of my she to me what wrote one of the funniest. Yeah. jokes from a female perspective ever written where she said i'm going to start dating security guards because if if a guy will take a bullet for 8.95 an hour imagine what he would do for a good piece of pussy <laughs> to this day i'm like that is one of the greatest female perspective jokes ever i mean i just it's it's i mean it i just i go that is an i just want to hug that joke it's right. so it's a good and i adore oh, i adore sally but that oh i adore sally too i just don't think a host should be drinking you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, well obviously you've not hosted a lot of comedy contests in your I days know. my friend <laughs> like i know why she's drinking because the contest just would not end so you know <laughs> that's another thing too because honestly the newbies had the best spots you know that's why i give you i mean first of all what was great about like what you did is you kept the crowd going like oh. it, that you were at a very crucial juncture that if you would not have stepped if you or eric would not have stepped up to bat in that position yeah you know it would have really you know but and it was tough because once eric kind of eric kind of like shot their last load and then you know it was and then the the, the guy who went last i was like he did. He was what I liked about um, what I liked a lot about what I liked about you, the guy that went last. I can't remember his name. Very nice gentleman. And and Eric. Right. Is I know who you guys are after your act. Yeah. 
Like you definitely, I go, Oh, I know this guy, you know, that's what I really liked about you guys is that you, you, um, you brought us into your world, you know, whatever that world is. And I just thought that was, that was great. But back to the story about the female comedians and how the outside. Um, uh, Enough she, compliments she did, back to the story. She, I will go back. I will fit. I will trudge through. Uh, she was um, auditioning at the comedy store one night and, uh, and it was, a, you know, it was, it was a Sunday and Sundays can be very rough. You know, Mitzi was there. And I was, I'm already, I was already, my name was already on the wall at the time. So yeah. let me just uh, <laughs> pop my back. But um, she went up and it was, I mean, it was a rough, it was a rough night. It was yeah. a rough night. And she, she did well, but it was a rough night. Like she did not, I mean, she did as good as you could have done in that, that set. And she was upset where she goes, oh, she, I went, you did good. You did all right. And once again, I should have just been, you know, smoke up her ass. But I was being honest because there was three national headline. I mean, big acts, guys that had had half, you know, either half hours or or full hour one night, you know, um, specials either on HBO or or Comedy Central. Did not. I mean, their sets were is. I mean, her set was equally as good as theirs. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you don't understand. You did. It was just not a great night for anybody. Mm-hmm. And you did as well as guys that can stand to deliver, you know, can stand to deliver any under any situation. And you were equally as funny as, you know, you were equally as funny as they were. Just no one. It was just a crowd. No one was going to pop. You know, yeah. the crowd just that. wasn't. They just, and that's the worst on like, um because I want to say like that's what's so tricky about a Sunday is I want to say it's like the cheap cover. Maybe it's only two drinks or back there was only two drinks to get in so you got a free crowd coming in right you know and there's like a couple hours of potluckers go you know you know basically you know some guys that are great some guys that literally walked off the street you know it's it's there's a lot of you know you've been doing this with a lot of variables there's a lot of politics and comedy too which i don't like politics um, as in uh uh who's asked to kiss yeah like i'm like i'm all because i was I mean, I was brought up by Norm, so like I, I was trained by him. So I treat yeah, people how, you know. So I treat people exactly how he treated me, and you know all that stuff. But now there's these people where like YouTube people where they think they're comedians, but they're not. You know what I mean? I feel you. Uh, yeah. Well, I can give you some, uh, uh, and I've heard this from uh, many, many high-profile casting directors. Mm-hmm is uh they don't give a fuck about your your youtube or facebook following or twitter it's can you stand and deliver that's right yeah you know and to me that as an like i've and i look i wish i well yeah actually i don't i mean i'm i I was glad to hear that because i i'm starting to get kind of like frustrated with social media you know like it's starting to like yeah, you know, like the like I said, the great thing about social media is you get to know what your friends think. The bad thing about social media is you get to know what your friends think. Exactly. And I did not know. I'm. I kind of knew I had some people on the racist spectrum, but I didn't realize <laughs> how how many and how deep they really were. You know, and, uh, uh, it's like going uh, unfriend. And yeah, I just because you know, it's, just, it's really a bummer, dude. I mean, I I used to do. I, there was a run of time where I accidentally, and I mean accidentally, yeah. uh, ended up date accidentally going out with like three women that were racist but they're not like you know like it, it just comes out in the oddest conversations like we're like oh yeah <laughs> like, no no please don't <laughs> you know it's, it's a bummer because you're like going, oh but she's really cute friend <laughs> so uh yeah i so know, it's, it's, I know yeah. that feeling though but like <laughs> w- when you first started comedy and, uh, you know, like, did you didn't have the social media, you know what I mean? Thank it was all God. word of mouth. Thank God. And it was really in, and I didn't even come up. I didn't even, I didn't even come up during the, I came, <laughs> I always missed the, the comedy boom. I missed the first boom. Yeah. <laughs> like I got it like right at the tail end as it ended. And then, you know, yeah. then when I came back in, I missed the, the, you know, the next wave of it. Uh, like I said, I don't know how. Well, first of all, being an L.A. based a person that kind of basically starts in L.A. Yeah. 
Yeah. To become good, you are better than any other situation. I'll tell, and you know why? Because the most minutes you're getting are three and six minutes at a pop. That's right. And not in front of like uh, civilians. You're honing material in front, and, and look, I have no problem performing in front of comics. Matter of fact, I don't mind it at all because I care what they think more than I care about the regular people. But two, if you can get them to react or like look up, yeah, and you go, okay, there's something in that premise, there's something in that joke. Right. And that's why, like, LA ba- guys that, that really, really, truly cut their teeth in LA, I think, and that they come up with an, like an hour. Mm-hmm. I generally, they're probably a lot more original than people that start out in that, like, kind of the luxury of a, you know, of regular people. You know what I'm saying? At least that's what I find, my my taste. And also, I, you know, like, when I, like, and that's what I'm saying, the people that are starting, well, now it's a little different, but when I, when I first came out, um, when I got out here in April of 90. You were pretty close with Dice Clay back then, right? Well, (laughs) here's a, uh, he actually saw me one night. Uh, it was a. It's back when the comedy store was, you know, when Mondays were free. Right. Mondays were a free night, and I, uh, I was supposed to. You know, normally uh, paid regulars got main room spots, but she forgot to put me up in the main room that night. So they go, well, we we, we can put you in the OR. You know, between the, you know, you'll you'll get you'll get ten minutes, you'll get twenty minutes in the, you know, I think ten minutes, in, you'll get ten minutes in the OR during the the you know the potluck, the open night before the uh, the auditioners go up or whatever. Right. so i said sure yeah time stage time stage time so i went up and it was a it was a very urban crowd yeah code <laughs> it was a very urban very urban crowd and it was a monday crowd yeah it was a monday night crowd and <laughs> um eddie griffin for for whatever read for whatever reason decided to mc oh and, so you probably didn't go on to like four oh no 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 it was very funny because i go because there happened to be, there happened to be like seven white white guys white white tourists that decided to stay, uh, uh, you know after it got packed, and he started keeping score of how the com- <laughs> how the, the black comics were doing against the white comics, and at the time I was quite I was a I was a I was a, a very a large fellow at the yeah. time, <laughs> and I go up and I just fucking lay waste I just. I mean, a woman put fucking throws it like I, you know, I would go, I would flirt with girls and, you know, actually, baby, you got a dollar and put a dollar in my pants. I, I got a, basically a standing <laughs> ovation. I used to have this great bit. That's fun. Um, everything militantly black. I would make militantly fat. Oh, my God. You know, like fat, you know, because I was, you know, and I had attitude and, you know, that's a fat on fat crime, you know, and I had this whole oh, huge crescendo of you know, um, uh, talking about, gen- you know, taking gentrification from a, like, black and making it, like, a fat perspective, and, you know, and, and it just would, I would just fucking, I mean, just level the place, level. Yeah. And uh, this is weird. Uh, um, and then, of course, I, I crush, I come off stage, and, <laughs> and he goes, okay, that he counts for two. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and look, it's funny, Eddie Griffin, uh got me my first main room saturday night spot wow because he told mitzi that i fucking just destroyed and you know that that, that and that was like a i think that was like a 400 paid spot because they we we split the door it was like uh half the door between the comics or something so it was like that was really nice of him you know yeah so it was a good 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 a good then. day that that he he and, he and he would always joke around with me i mean he was you know i'm a pretty likable dude so I come off stage and Dice was like, you know, just just saw this guy, le- just saw me level this room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played a little hard to get, you know, I mean, I knew who Dice was, you know, I mean, yeah. and at the, especially at that time, you know, that, you know, he was a huge, uh, a huge force of nature. And, uh, and uh, you know, I kind of my, my mom actually of the only time she saw me when the only time she saw me do stand up comedy was at night. She decided yeah. to come by and watch me. Uh, and um, I walked her to her car and she said, why don't you hurry up and get back there? Because Dice had like introduced himself, to, you know, like, hey, Pete's, you know, like he would just start a conversation. Then I, as I walk away, goes, who the fuck is this Eric Edwards? You know, terrible Dice impression. But um, 
then he started like that's kinda, a joke though yeah <laughs> well here's what's so interesting is that he would uh he started showing up kind of looking for me yeah and and he was really cool i mean that that next day i went up at the like um you know, I had a spot and he was there and he, he introduced me to a, a big agent at William Morris. But uh, two, oh, a week later, that's when they merged with like triad. So it was like he lost his job, but it was just, it was very nice of him to like introduce me. And then one day I'm outside in the, uh, with my buddy, Tim Toulay, uh and I'm uh, hanging out uh, in the, the front, you know, the, the front patio, mm-hmm. talking to Harris Pete and Dice comes up comes up and goes tell me a joke and i'm like what and he goes come on do your act i go and i started kind of i looked and paris goes you know how many comics would be the right nut to be in your position right at this moment so i right. started doing my act and i wasn't that good you know because it was just him it's on the, you know and he goes um what would make you relax and i said well a microphone and then <laughs> uh robbie perone is that his name i think robbie uh he was i don't know him but okay uh he i think it's either robbie or no it was robbie yeah robert goes the belly room's open (laughs) so we walk up in the belly room with my it's just tim robbie and dice and i start you know just doing my act and then he goes about like fifth about 10 minutes in he goes he gets up walks out starts to walk out i'm like okay easy come easy go and he goes i'll take you on tour next week oh my god yeah so Nice. And so I never really knew Dice when we went on tour. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, he met me that, like, I didn't really have much of a relationship with him, you know? But, so we go on tour. I was, I mean, it was it was one of the coolest memories I'll ever have because we flew in a private jet. Uh, Don Barris gave me the idea that I should uh, go, um, like, call up Reebok or Adidas and Nike and try to get some, you know, get some free swag. So yeah. Reebok ended up giving me a bunch of free swag. Um, and we were on a, you know, we flew on a private jet. First, first gig. I, I fucking, I, I had about like seven minutes at that, seven really solid minutes that would, that would work nationwide. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, also it was a big jump from playing, doing, the comedy store to doing a, uh, a big theater. I don't know. Have you done a big theater yet? Yeah, I, yeah, I like did. A, I did it with Norm a lot, uh, but it's, it's, it's a, a different vibe. It's not only, but it's also a little different mic handling. Yeah. And, and the laughter, like, cause at a comedy club, the laughter goes together at yeah, a theater. Yeah. It goes in waves. Yes. And if you're like me, that's very, I, I, I Distracting. like, I, well, not that, but I also like the response. Like, that's why I hate, like playing outside like yeah. doing a gig outside because the laughs just kind of go up you know the first gig in st louis it was just god i fucking just i mean I, I think i got seven minutes of good response and then they fucking just started hating me yeah. <laughs> you know and also it's opening for dice you know and uh but did that make you a better comic like learning from him well i didn't really learn much other than just watching him and also, I was a terrible, um, you know, uh, not time of my life, but like it was, um, I was so, felt so kind of isolated. Like, the only, I knew Don from, I knew Don Barris from the store. So I right. kind of talked with him, but he was really close with uh, with uh, Andrew, you yeah. know, at the time. And um, so I kind of felt like a little isolated, you know, and, yeah. you know, I didn't, I get, I don't know about you, uh, Keith, but I get like crazy starstruck. Do you? Yeah, and still, I mean, I still do. Especially yeah. if you, you got oh, starstruck man. when you worked with Steve Martin? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, what's so crazy is, uh, thanks for the plug. And what's so crazy <laughs> is, uh, and look, both, and, like, first of all, Andrew, I will never say a bad word about him because he was nothing but very nice to me. Yeah. And, always like he's one of the reasons why i lost all my weight oh that's awesome oh wow yeah because he you know i was starting to really work as a big actor and like when i booked bilko he goes all right you should drop 70 pounds before the premiere you know and also i at that time like ollie joe prater died a few overweight comics had passed away Mm -hmm. 
and he was like and he was really and he generally he's like kind of a he was like especially he was like really on a health kick you know yeah and he you know he was like gave me a number to it for to a doctor to go see and then <laughs> one day he shows up and he said you didn't call that doctor did you and i was like oh because you don't want to live do you oh. i was like well he goes i will never mention it again I will never make you cry again about this. And he walked away and I was like, Andrew Dice Clay gave up on me. (laughs) 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 So, but, you know, so I kind of, he he goes, you don't want to live. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you know, so, and and like I said, I was also a little intimidated, not intimidated, but starstruck around Dice. I mean, dude, he's one magnet. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen him that dude can rock a fucking stadium, a football stadium. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I've had one experience with dice and, uh, it was at the ha ha comedy club. When I first started, uh, he had his own little, like, uh, his own little chair. It was called the dice chair or something. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm very, see, I'm not like that. I'm not starstruck. I'm very, I feel very confident to talking to celebrities because I think, deep down i've always known i wanted to be in the entertainment industry so like i could do it without no problem no bullshit just straight mm-hmm. up right mm-hmm. so i i talked to dice i was like hey dice uh can i open for you sometime and he just looks at me he's like no <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but dude, I mean, that's ballsy. I mean, that's like, that's not even ballsy. Good for you, man. Good for yeah, you. But, but like, you know, I think it was like, he's never seen me. And like, I, I, I was terrible at that time too. So, but at the same time, like I wasn't really a huge fan of Dice either. So if he said no, it wouldn't have hurt my film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, see, here's what's so great about, uh, like when I came up, because, you know, um, uh, Sam Kennison, Mm-hmm. Oh, really, yeah. oh love he, he he opened yeah, in that crazy i mean he opened the door and then dice knocked it down yeah like if i think if i mean they both were really good i mean it was actually pretty intense because dice i think um sam had only been maybe passed away maybe like a little less than a year you know and uh <laughs> one of the times you know we were flying we flew a private jet when we went on tour, we were supposed to be like, uh, I think 25 cities, but it ended up getting cut down to, um, a week because he booked this, uh, very, a very underappreciated film called, uh, brain smashers. Holy Lord. It's really, it's really, really good. It's a uh-huh. really, it's in, you know, Tim Thomerson's in it. Uh, Terry Hatcher was, he played opposite Terry Hatcher. It's I'll really, watch it just for her. It and she's young too, but it's really, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, I, I wish it would have had a, just a slightly bigger budget because this is right when everyone hated Dice because they thought he was homophobic and all that, you know, like, yeah. you know. Um, and I look, Ford Fairlane, I still think is one of the, it's a oh, fucking very funny that's movie. One of my favorites. It's, it's, it's really, it's am I the only one who paid full it price? I mean, up. there's some funny fuck. I mean, it, it is holds funny, up. Yeah, it does hold up. You think I'd kill a koala? I mean, there's so <laughs> many awesome. He's so, and he's also so good in the film. It's so funny. It's great. So, well, the tour got, you know, cut in half, oh, not even half. It got cut down to like a week, which I was a part of me was like relieved. Uh, and then, um, the second to the last night or what, well, basically we were flying, you know, hopping in this private jet and we all, the plane almost went down. Whoa. Like we all thought we were, I mean, I, t- I'll tell you how serious it got. There was a point cause we're all joking around, you know, we're, you know, it's right over Iowa where, where, uh, buddy Holly, like that area Whoa. where buddy Holly, but yeah, where I was going, Oh shit. I'd be, I guess I'd be Ricky Valens and Don Barris. You'd be the big bopper, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, and at one point he said, shut the fuck up. You know, and then all you, I was looking around, not what's good. I really don't know anybody at this right. point. And I mean, I know, I mean, I know him, but like, you know, it's still pretty of, intimidating though. It's crazy to me. All I saw were lips. All I saw were eyes closed and lips going, you know, like people were fucking praying. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually we landed 
and he said that he didn't, you know, and, you know, we were all stoked and everything. And at this point, no one had talked like, you know, no one asked how I was doing. Right. And how are you doing? Go, what? How are you doing? I am doing fine. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're driving to Lemon. No one's asked how, you know, so I'm feeling like a little like, you know, separated. And I'm really like, oh, my God, I guess everyone did think we were going to die. Yeah, and I remember, and this is you know, and and Dice was a, uh, um, I think it was Hot Tub Johnny, whatever, one of the, the the tour manager. He said, "And you make fun of me for going to synagogue? Fuck you, <laughs> you know." And Dice, I mean, you know, Dice was like, I guess went to synagogue, and uh, and he goes, "All I was thinking is Dom Barris is sitting there going, twenty five dollars. I'm gonna die for twenty five dollars a day." <laughs> And then Barris goes, no. All I thought of is, I, I, I get choked up when I think he goes, because all I thought of is, I'm going to die a loser. And Dice went, don't you ever fucking say that. You know, and he was like, yeah. the day you came out here from Detroit, you stopped being a fucking loser. You know, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But no one asked me how I'm doing. Yeah. So, so I I, I go to my dressing room, which is all alone, and I'm like, oh, and I'm fucking freaking out. I finally, I guess, fuck, I'm throwing up, you know. I'm like, oh, I almost died. He comes in, I'm like, I'm fucking fine. I don't even, you don't give a shit about me. It's okay. Fuck you. I don't, you know, like, and he, he said, calm down. He starts giving me a fucking back rub. He goes, you're the opener. You're supposed to be rubbing my shoulders, goddammit. You know, and he's, you know, and he goes, tell me, you got to be honest with me. You got to be honest with me. At one point, I saw you eyeing those fucking Twinkies. I saw you eyeing those damn Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it made me laugh. And then, of course, we all had the best sets of, I mean, I had the best sets of our, our life. And uh, then we, it all came to a crescendo. We did the palace and I was okay, mediocre. I mean, you know, that was like, you know, that's 32,000 people. But this, I was down in the fucking, like down in the basement Mm-hmm. Dice was on stage and you could hear the fucking walls rattle. Whoa. It was like, I was like, holy fuck. This is, he's, he's rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he, he'd go, you hear and the whole, you just, I hear you in the fucking all the, the entire basement would rattle from the, the audience, you know? And I was like, shit, that is a fucking bad motherfucker. Yeah. He doesn't have a band behind him. He's yeah. just a man in a fucking microphone and a leather jacket. And he can make, he can make, he can, he can make him like, uh, he can make rock and roll with, with telling jokes. Yeah. It's pretty right. fucking cool. You know what I'm that saying? Is I'm like, cool. I'm like, God damn. And the first one to have done something like that was Steve Martin. He was technically the first rock and roll comedian. Yeah. You know, and he had baloney in his shoes. He had Peloni in his shoes and a, and a vice around his head, a, a vice on his head, yeah. you know? So, Al, yeah. Alan and I have a great Steve Martin story for you. Let me hear. All right. Alan, you want to tell this since you've been quiet? The Steve Martin story, you've got me uh, uh, flat-footed here. Remember uh, when, when uh, we did oh, San Diego yes. with Norm? And uh, then you said you wanted to go home, and Norm was we like, no, you Asian. should stay yeah, we were in the green room, and uh, Norm is just so generous. You know, I was shocked. And I'm blathering on about uh, movie trivia and film noir and all this. He's going, you know a lot about film, and I, I love talking with you. And, and what about what about so-and-so in, you know, in that film? I have a gardener and all this. And, uh, you know, I hear the uh, the announcement, uh, Norm is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, we're glad you, you know, you're here. And it's like, I'm saying, it's like, wait a minute. You're going out. It, it, I don't want to talk about movies. I'm scared. He said, he, and he's still, t- and he's going to the door and he's turning. He says, well, well what was the director on that 1941, uh, uh, the Blue Dahlia? I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm like scared, mm-hmm. you know, because in, in about two seconds, they're going to say, you know, and here's Norm. And he's asking me, you know, what the director is uh, on, on uh, the Blue Dahlia or something. And Skip he, to the Steve Martin part. I learned from that. This is part of the story. But I learned from that, that you can be that calm. Yeah controlled and be having a conversation with someone uh about you know and still take your time <laughs> to announce you but what happened was we were just so happy to have met him 
and I said, no, it's time, it's time. We, and I said, we got to go, we got to go, you know, we got to go. And so we go, and then later on, we find out that what uh, Norm was saying to us, when he says, don't go, stay a couple of minutes. Steve Martin was going to drop into the green room and kick back for hours. Yeah. Wow. And, well, and yeah. I, I called Norm, because <laughs> at first I thought Norm was bullshitting me. And I, I called Norm, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And Norm's like, no. Steve Martin just gave me a card that says you've met Steve Martin. Martin. I was like, what does that mean? That that was his thing. That was his that was his instead of giving autographs, he would give a card saying this I, I, I was quite charming or something like that. It was yeah. it was it's uh it's a really it's it was he's been doing it since this like the late 70s, early 80s, I think. Uh, and uh yeah, Steve, I mean do like that's I mean you're very lucky to have a mentor like Norm McDonald. Yeah. You know, I only had the, I only met him once in person and that was at the, you know, in the, in this, and before he was still, he was still in the process. He hadn't quite became, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't quite became, he was Norm McDonald, but he hadn't be, became Norm McDonald quite yet. Yeah. And I, I just, he was in the, uh, the uh, kitchen bar at the comedy store and a good friend of mine at the time was playing, played his son in a pilot that he had done. Oh. And you know, Norm was quite charming and funny, and you know, you know, and uh, you can't. I mean, I, I can't uh, like hearing the stories about like Jim Brewer would talk about, like when Jim Brewer would tell a good Norm McDonald story when he was kicked out of Montana. Yeah, no, like w- w- on SNL, like oh. how he, like for and first of all, when people like Dennis Miller like talk about how ball like i don't know if you watch the um the david spade you know after dark or you know the the, the lights the, out the, yeah yeah lights out and he had all the the, the one commonly for all uh, all the cats that did um a weekend update kevin newland it was kevin uh, newland miller and, and, miller and, and, and uh norm, yeah. and colin quinn did a pop-in um <laughs> dennis miller was like you know norm you're the first guy to actually use the phrase fake news oh yeah 100 you know, percent Absolutely. And then he also said <laughs> the balls, he goes, the balls you had, the man who signed the check said, stop telling jokes about my buddy, OJ. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do the next weekend? You tell more. <laughs> well, see, with, with Norm, because like I was on tour with him for seven years, eight years. That's and, really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. And like it was six straight years. And then I took two years break because we kind of like it wasn't a falling out, but we got in an argument. I mean, we were still friends and stuff and we still texted, but it was just, we, yeah, shit yeah. happens. Yeah. And then I asked him, I asked him like before the pandemic, I was like, how come he never fired me? Because even when that, that argument happened, he never said, don't talk to me anymore. And he said, there's no point. I love you. Oh, you know? And, uh, it was just like, when he pat and I was one of the few people who knew he had cancer, but Ugh. he also lied to me because he said he was, he wasn't that bad, you know. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people. When I mean, once again, uh, that's one of those things that uh, until you're in that position, yeah, you know, it's that's a, you know, and not to look. I actually appreciated Norm as an actor. I mean, first of all, he's just an amazing stand-up. Period, and also the quick-wittedness of him. I mean, he's I mean, that that uh, the stuff he would do on Conan where he would stay, you know, that that um, where he said you spelled board, uh, um, board. chairman B-O-A-R-D. of the board. B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, that's just one thing. But like as an actor. Like watching him in 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 uh, Larry versus, uh, you know, in um, Flint, you know, um, Larry, Larry Sanders versus Larry Flint. Versus, oh, Larry Flint. Yeah. And I didn't see Norm McDonald. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I, he was so, he was so good, like very effort. Like, in other words, he fit in, like he didn't stick out like, Oh, there's a stand up comic in this role. It was like, Oh shit. He looks like a, a, a reporter, right, you know, that's right. trying to get, I mean, then his impression of, uh, of um, Michael Richards, when he did uh, oh, um, Andy Kaufman, the yeah, yeah, Man on the Moon. I mean, 
he was a really good, and then his sitcom, someone actually posted some stuff from the sitcom. I was like, fuck it, Norm was a really, Norm was a really good actor too, you know? And he's it, just a talented fucking dude, man. It was, this has been a bad year for, for comics as well. Yeah. Amazing out. Jonathan just died. He That's was right. the first um, act I saw live. Wow. And Tucson, Arizona at laughs. Cause like, you know, I was I'm from Kansas, so I never went to a comedy show, you know? So I saw at the local club and he fucking talk about rock and roll magic, you know, yeah. so cool. And he was so nice. And yeah, that was, that's a bummer. That was a, that was a sad thing. And Bob Saget, you know, that was oh, very I sad. Got, you know? I got very close to Saget too. Mm. Cause like Norm introduced me to him. And I think like part of the reason why Norm did it was because Norm knew he was dying. So he wanted Saget to take care of me, but I don't think he knew Saget was going to die. You know, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> yeah, but like Saget, since his death, he called me or, or texted me once a week just to see oh. how I was doing. And he was a, the sweetest guy in the world. That's exactly that's uh, I've only heard, like I'm I've known I've known Mike Young since college. We actually went to. Arizona oh, I love college. Mike. Fucking what a classy dude. Is he what is a, he doing OK? I think he is. I think yeah. he is. I haven't, I haven't had any conversations with him. You know, it's funny. The last time I actually physically saw Mike Young, I uh, had an audition on like the lot and he was him and uh, Bob were having, you know, we're talking about something and I saw Mike Young and it was literally had a, I had to say quickly say my hi to Mike because I had to go pick up my kid at school you know, from it, you know, I had to, you know, yeah. go pick up my kid. And it was just a brief, quick conversation. I was like, Bob Saga, I love you. You know, you're funny. And it's funny because actually uh, I did a, I wrote a play uh, and I lifted a kind of a speech pattern that uh -huh. Bob Saget did when he did oh. Entourage. Oh, I kinda, nice. I, like I, I was like my little homage to him. I had a, a um, one of the characters, you know, say basically the same patter as he did when he was, you know, his when he one of the things he did in Entourage. And I was like, Bob, and what I love about Bob Saget, insanely dark and dirty. Yeah. But everyone thought, you know, but not a bad word anyone can say about him because he was like a sweet, nice guy. Yeah, he was he was an angel. And, you know, I still play his voicemails sometimes because it's just That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. But um. I wanted to ask you some questions and respect your time, but you mentioned about writing a play. Yeah. And, and uh, I did a little, little Eric Edwards stocking and uh, you, you're, you had a poster of you in a boom box, like John Cusack. And I'm the biggest John. Cusack. I know you are. And I was hoping you would bridge that. I've been yeah. wanting to bridge that subject with you for years. Well, but, since I've known about you. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, John Cusack had such a huge impact on me, you know, as a stupid young teen. Right. You know, and of course I ended up writing a great joke, you know, this legendary joke about, well, not legendary. Yeah, it was a kind of legendary. Other people liked me doing it. It was like, you know, you know, I grew up with all the John Cusack movies, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer, Say Anything, where, you know, the nice guy chases after the girl denied 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 however the nice guy continues his search or continues not to give up his quest he will get the girl at the end of the movie yeah. i've learned one thing the nice guy only gets the girl at the end of the movie if he looks like john cusack if, he looks like me. <laughs> if i hold a boom box outside a girl's house you know he gets the girl if i hold out i get a restraining order you know and uh <laughs> and so this play is is basically about the one the one um the one girl who i was her john cusack oh yeah it's a really it's, dude dude this that that play it's one of the proudest things I've ever because before then i only wrote like one man shows uh-huh you know it's, this is basically a play where a one-man show breaks out in it kind of the context of it in uh it was um when i originally wrote it um this is back when i was doing a lot of when i was uh still teaching at playhouse west i was like none of the actors liked like they they didn't realize you're supposed to have fun when you act like you're supposed to like it it's supposed to be enjoyable so i wrote a play and cast like all new students in it oh, and awesome. uh and when it like i couldn't find a you know 
um, I remember I cast a girl to play the, the, the girl that made me feel like John Cusack and she was much younger than me. And I went, Ooh, this just looks creepy. Right. And I, and I was like, oh. and then lucky for me, I ran, like I was cross path and I saw this guy that looked like a young version of me. And I was like, Oh fuck. And it made me kind of go, I'll, I'll do this play where I talk to my young self, you know? So then I don't look like the creepy old guy kissing the, I'll have, you know, this yeah. guy. Do that. Well, that guy ended up flaking on me. And, oh my God. and you didn't I mean, know like he me did, at the time. Oh, dude, it would have been awesome. He would have had a shave, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but check this out. This became a happy accident. Um, there was this young man named Jonathan Lipnicki. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. But he was in the little movie called Jerry Maguire. Holy Lord. And uh, he's actually. Uh, he's the kid. Yes. Oh, but okay. he looked and he do we, we learned so much working with each other and acting like he he was also serious but i he i gave him a, a lot of punch lines like i would do the setup give him, you know because i'm going to get extra laughs just being me but i was giving him a lot of the punch lines then all of a sudden like around like like show 15 he's like he's riffing with me and he's doing like we're doing physical it's such a good thing and um that's what the play was about basically the girl that made me feel like john cusack do you, you still know. have a PDF of that play? I would love to read it if you do. Yeah, I could show, I could, I could send it to you. I mean, it's, it's uh, the best, one of the best compliments is some, uh, one of the acting students asked if they could do a scene from it in class. And I'm like, sure. But because most of the scenes were very short. Right. You know, it, was, it was me talking, you know, a lot of, basically how I write my shows is I take, a, I'm a terrible uh, note taker. Like right. I don't, I like to, I like to keep it up here. And then how I get my material on paper is eventually I'll write like a, a play or a show and I'll put all my, all my jokes in there and weave it through a storyline. Yeah. And then that tightens up the act. So then I could separate that to do, you know, when I do stand up, I can have like my minutes tight, but I, you know, I'll, I'll send you a PDF. I wish I, I did. I do have a tape of it somewhere. And uh, the coolest thing about that whole experience, and that's, and it's funny. That's how I met my wife around that time. You oh, know. so yeah, you had your John Cusack moment. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. No, I did. And it's so weird because this one girl that made me, we're still, we're still very friendly, you know, like on, on Facebook, she lives in, you know, uh, like Massachusetts, either Massachusetts or, or New York, but um, you know, like we, it's one of those, like it, it ended in good, you know, good terms and, you know, we do way out of my league at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was bad. I, I always bet. Uh, that's one nice thing about men. We can always, uh, we always are allowed to date up. That's true. Know? We always date up. So, but yeah. But have you know. noticed girls never date down? Girls always date down. Really? That's how I got. That's my wife oh. married down. <laughs> Although I did oh, fewer. When I met so. her, I was making more money. Now she's making more money than me. So. Yeah. <laughs> so she's dating do. up. No, no, no. We, uh, she was doing quite well. I mean, like oh. I normally, it depends on, well, it depends on what, what do you want to talk about the attributes? It's like, yeah. uh, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is cause like when, cause like also I was doing my research and I Googled you and, uh, this isn't you, but there's a porn star named Eric Edwards. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yes, yes, there is. So He's I was also watching a director some of now, his too. work <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just noticed like the girls are just you know date like there's no other young guys you know like so that that was a bad joke. No, not really. It's a, that's been a joke since I was in high school. People would always because um, back when I was in high school, uh, there was no uh, there was no porn on VCR. The VCR had barely been invented at that <laughs> point, and so the there would be ads in the paper at the the porn theaters that you know starring eric edwards and <laughs> people would put shit like that in my locker and he may or may not have been on a, a not a no fly list but on one of those um you should he needs to be friskless right you know because there when my, my name would always pop up and i would always have to go through like extra security and i said uh is there he goes yeah because there's a name similar to yours so we have and to like spell the exact same way. Yeah, it's spelled the exact same way. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a legend in the business, though. He's a legend. Him and Ron Jeremy, legends, yeah. legends. You know, so uh, but, <laughs> very you know, similar. Spelled the exact same way. That's well, 
it's uh, crazy because uh, there's a few of us. I think there's a football player named Eric Edwards too. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, there's a, uh, John DeResta said this was, first of all, I, I we I'm just interviewed John last week. John. He said, talk about, a, I mean, he's another cool mother. I mean, John's another fucking awesome dude. He was smoking weed the entire time during the interview. Dude, if this would, if I didn't have a kid, <laughs> <laughs> I would be, I would have so loved to smoke weed during this. Interview. It was like, all right, what's the next question? <laughs> Dude, DeResta is one funny. Oh, I fucking adore DeResta. I adore him. He, he's a, he's another good dude. You know, yeah. you can open for him. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I could, I guess. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. So I, don't really, I, mean, I only met him that, that night at the, at the, the contest. contest? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, for some reason I thought you did. Well, where, well, now where do you perform around town normally? Are you, are you, do you try to do more, more re- legit, like not workout rooms? Well, ever since September, I'll take anything. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> but, uh, I keep you know, I used to do good, good, make good money, and now I can't find a gig to save my life. So that's why I did the contest. Cause, oh, so Dante was like, uh, you know, he, like he said this, uh, like low key. He's like, Keith, if you win, you'll be my only client who's ever won. And I was like, if I win, what's the fucking prize? <laughs> <laughs> was there a prize? I don't know. But like, <laughs> I just wanted to win to, to like, because you just wanted to win just to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm funny. But it only would have made me feel good for one night because, yeah, you know what I mean? Dude, from what I saw, you're fucking funny, dude. You're oh, funny. You're on the right path. You're on the right path, dude. You're really, I mean, you're, 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 you're a funny kid, dude. It's funny. I mean, Fernandez both said you're, you know, you're a good writer, dude. You're really good. You know, Mark's been around forever. I don't know if you've met Mark Fernandez at all, but, uh, no, he's, uh, he's is he doing, is he doing the podcast next week, Alan? <laughs> well, we'll call him up and I'll mention that, uh, Eric uh, wants him on. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon. <laughs>